Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Um, so Matthew chapter number 6, I want to look at verse number 13 in just a minute. Um, um, this is what some refer to um, as the model prayer. It says, um, uh, well, let's pick up in verse number 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed it be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in heaven as it is uh, in, done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Um, so I want to look at verse number 13 tonight, that beginning part where the Bible says this, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And we've been talking about... Um, uh, spiritual warfare, we looked at the enemy, um, and then um, last time we looked at the devices of our enemy, and um, tonight I want to talk to you a little bit, um, and some of the things that I say I'm sure may be um, things that I have said previously um, as, as we've looked through this, and, and um, um, the last few weeks as we dealt with this, maybe I'll figure all this out for, before we get done this year as we've dealt with this I'm about to break this hit Doug with it the man said anyway I'm not going to worry about it I was trying to keep it from falling anyway as we've dealt with this and uh, as we've looked at it some and uh, I, I want to talk to you some about temptation tonight and here's what he said um, Jesus is, is like I said giving us this model prayer and he says, and lead us not into uh, temptation, but deliver us from it. Um, uh, I read this. A minister was reviewing uh, the family bills. He found a bill from the local dress store for $250 for a new dress. He confronted his wife yelling uh, that she knew they couldn't afford such expenses. The wife replied, I know, honey, but I tried the dress on uh, and Satan tempted me. He said, my dear, you look lovely in that dress. So I bought it. The husband, which was her pastor also, said, Why didn't you say, get thee behind me, Satan? She replied, I did. But he said, my dear, it looks lovely back here too. Um, temptation comes our way. You know, and a lot of times we say, well... Um, I can't do this or I can't do that. I, I thought about this. The Bible says this in James chapter number 1. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away, watch this, uh, of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Um, we are all tempted at times in our life. Each and every one of us are tempted. We face temptations uh, 
on a daily basis. And um, to say that we don't is a lie. We all face temptations on a daily basis. Um, whether it's a, uh, a temptation to lust after the opposite sex, whether it's a temptation to um, say things we shouldn't say, whether it's a temptation to um, 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 do this or to do that, we're all tempted on a daily basis. And um, the Bible said this in, in Matthew six thirteen tonight, uh, we ought to pray and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, deliver us from that. Lord, deliver us from temptation. I, I thought about two or three things, and I'll share these with you tonight. Number one, I thought about this. There is a desire on my part. There is a desire on my part tonight. Uh, do you know that some Christians have a real problem with temptation, um, and that's every one of us. Um, we do have a problem with that. There are areas in their life that um, they are tempted in more than other areas. Um, some things that's a temptation to me may not be a temptation to you, but something that's a temptation to you may not be a temptation to me. There's all areas. And, and I thought about this. Their desire for sin is so great that they don't ask God to deliver them from it. They just continue in that. They don't seek God. They don't say, Lord, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from it. They just find themselves indulging in that. I wrote some things down. Some love pornography so much that it doesn't take much to get them to be looking at a pornographic magazine or a website. Some love adultery and fornication so much that it doesn't take much to make them immoral. Some love gossip so much that it doesn't take much to make them gossip. Some love hunting, fishing, or sports so much that it doesn't take much to make them miss the things of God for it. Some love alcohol so much that it doesn't take much for them to find themselves drinking again. Some love themselves so much that it doesn't take much for them to lie to save their skins. You say, preacher, what are you saying? Here's what I'm saying to us tonight. There's a desire on my part. Every one of us in here tonight, whether we want to admit it or not, has fleshly desires. And, um, uh, you know, I, I was talking to a gentleman the other day, and, and he was an older gentleman. And uh, he told me, he said, you know what, preacher? He said, um, I still find myself having fleshly desires. He said, I don't know that we ever, quote, unquote, outgrow that. And you said, preacher, what do you mean? I'm saying this, there's a desire on our part tonight. There's a desire on our part tonight. Um, I, I thought about this. We are tempted to sin um, because it is the nature of the old man. Um, when I got saved, sure, um, I, my soul got saved. I, I, my soul is saved tonight. There's no doubt about it. Whenever I die, I'm going to heaven. However, my flesh didn't get saved. And um, um, there's times that we struggle with our flesh because we still have a fleshly desire. Um, you know what, I, I thought about this. Um, uh, a lot of people sin just simply because they want to sin. Um, uh, Leslie and I this morning, we rode up on the mountain for a little while and 
uh, just just me and her. The uh, Madeline was at school, and and Olivia and Victoria was doing school at home, and. Um, we rode up on the mountain for a little while today and um, um, was walking around posting some land up there where I hunt. And uh, I told her this. I said, you want me to tell you the reason people don't go to church? And she said, why? Well, I said, they don't want to go to church. That's the reason they don't go to church. If they want to go to church, they go to church. Let me tell you the reason a man commits adultery, because he wants to commit adultery. Let me tell you the reason a man commits fornication, because he wants to commit fornication. It's a desire. It's a desire. And he tells us tonight, men, that we're to pray Lead me not into temptation, but to deliver me from evil. To deliver me from evil. You know, um, uh, the Bible says in John chapter, or 1 John chapter number 2, and I'm not going to take time to go there and to read it, but, and we've seen this already, it's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's where it all comes back to. Genesis chapter 3, verse number 6, we can see the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We can go to Matthew chapter number 4 and look at Matthew chapter number 4 at Jesus when he was apart on the mountain praying. And you know what we'll find those three times he was tempted? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's where everything comes from. And Jesus is saying, you know what I find it interesting that two chapters over he's saying, you need to pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let me tell you the reason he could say that. Well, we understand that he was God, but he was man also. Let me tell you one reason I think he's saying it right here. It's because just two chapters ago, he was dealing with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He was dealing with temptation as Jesus. And he's saying to us, we need to pray, God lead us not into temptation. We are easily tempted because we love the world and we find ourselves sometimes not being in love with the Father. I thought about what the Bible said in 1 John 4, 19. We love Him because He first loved us. John 14, 15 says this, If you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. What is that? It is following in His will. So there is a desire on our part tonight. Just because we're saved don't mean that we are exempt from a fleshly desire and from the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Until the day we die, I told you I'd get it before it's all said and done, until the day we die, we're going to deal with that. So there's a desire on my part. But then watch this, there is a decision on my part. There's a decision on my part. Um, um, the reason we do the things we do sometimes is because we decide to do those things. Uh, I've made some dumb decisions. I don't know about anybody else sitting here, but I've made some dumb decisions before. And uh, I, I remember a couple years ago, Leslie and I um, uh, went hiking, and, and everybody knows we love to do that, but we went hiking, Brother Denny. I can't even remember where we was at, and um, it was before I started using a, a, a mapping app on my phone. So we just seen that it was a loop trail, and um, uh, it was like two and a half miles, and we went, what's two and a half miles? Man, we'll run this. Man, the, the first mile was like this, the next mile and a half was like this. And before I got out of there, I, we didn't take no backpack with us. We didn't have no waters with us. Uh, before I got out of there, I was thinking, man, what have I done? I made the decision to go off in there. 
um, uh, uh, man, when we used to, when I used to bear hunt all the time, um, uh, there's been some times I, I'll never forget. One day we was hunting and um, um, they was coming across the side of the mountain with a bear, and we was trying to pack some more dogs in there to it because the dogs that was on it was wore out, and we was trying to get those other dogs in there to it. And um, I jumped out of the side of the truck, man, threw the door open and jumped out. I run around the back and um, dropped a tailgate and, and, and grabbed a bunch of dogs and um, throwed them on the lead and took off running down the side of a laurel thicket and got down there and there was a, what we would just about call a river. It was a creek, though. It was wider than the Fisher River. And uh, we started out across there, man. I was running just as hard as I could run. And I slipped off the rocks and went in about, about waist deep, and it was about 40 degrees outside. And I say, man, I've made a dumb decision right here. I ended up getting back out of it and going to a school bus that we had camp set up at and building a fire and a pot belly stove and a school bus in the middle of nowhere and got dried out. But anyway, decisions. We all make decisions. And uh, you know what? You ever said something and wish you hadn't said it? It's because you made a decision to say it. You chose to say that. You ever treated somebody away and you thought, man, I, I shouldn't have done that. Let me tell you what happened. You made a decision. You was tempted and you made a decision. There's a decision on my part tonight. What is the decision that I make um, uh, or, or the decisions that I make? Uh, it ought to be decisions that we pray about. He's saying in this temptation, what he's saying, he's saying, pray, lead us not into temptation. Uh, my decision is that with God's help, I'm not going to give in to that temptation. You're going to face temptation. That, that's, there's no way around that. You're going to face temptation. But with every temptation, what did the Bible say? God makes a way of escape. God makes a way of escape. It's up to us to find the exit sign and to go out the door and to find ourselves running from it. The Bible says this. Let me read you some verses, and if you want to go with me, I'm going to be in Romans chapter number 6. I love these verses, but I'm going to be in Romans chapter number 6. The Bible said this in verse number 1 of Romans chapter number 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Look what he says in verse number 2. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ was baptized into His death. Therefore we are buried with Him by baptism into death that like, like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father even so we also should walk in the newness of life. When Jesus died on the cross we died with Him. When Jesus was buried, we was buried with Him. When Jesus rose in the newness of life, we rose with Him. What is baptism today? Baptism is a, is a public example of I am dying to the old man. I am raising a new man in the Lord Jesus Christ. She said, Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. There is now two people, and I've said this before, there's two people living inside of us, the old man and the new man. We're supposed to be dead to the old man. Let's look on verse number 10. The Bible says this, Friend, that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Verse 14 says this, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. We're not under the law, but under grace. So you know what he's saying to us tonight? He's saying this, we are who we yield to. We are who we yield to. We either yield to the new man in the Lord Jesus Christ, or men, we yield to the old man. That decision is up to us tonight. We're all going to deal with the desire of the old man every day of our life. But it's also up to us what decision we make. What do, you know, I, I've said this many times. I, I, I said this many times, and I'm going to say it again. David, David did sin by going on the roof because he should have been on the battlefield. But if David, it, it, David, it was not necessarily a sin for David to walk out on the rooftop. It wasn't necessarily a sin for David just in his everyday life not to go looking for a woman bathing. But the roof system of that day, it, it was all... For him to see that was not necessarily a sin. For him to gander on that, for him to gaze on that, for him to stare at that, for him to want that and long for that, then it become a sin. David had to make a decision at that moment. You know what? If you're riding up the road and, 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 and there's a woman in the middle of the summertime that's mowing her yard, um, that's naked practically, if they wear more to bed than they do mowing their yard, something's wrong, man. Are you? Amen goes right. Something's wrong. You drive by... That is not a sin that you drove by that. When you almost wreck looking at that, it is a sin. You have chosen that. Now you might as well say amen because you know I'm right tonight. You have chose to, to lust upon that. To pass by that is one thing. To lust upon that is another. If your buddy calls you and says... Hey, right down the road, oh, such and such is mowing her yard and you intentionally drive by there. You sinned in even driving by there because you went to lust. That's right. That's just, I, amen. You went to look. You went to lust. There was a decision that was made on our part. And men, we got to understand there is desires that we're always going to have, but there's a decision that we must make. And we can yield to the new man or we can yield to the old man. And that decision is up to us tonight. What did the Bible say in verse 14? For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law but under grace. Again, what did he say? He said this in Matthew 6, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But deliver us from evil. So I see this. Number one, I see there's a desire on my part. Number two, I see there's a decision on my part. But then number three tonight, I'll give you this in closing. There is a dependence on my part. There is a dependence on my part. 
I have to learn to depend on someone else. I have to learn to depend on someone else. I don't like to depend on nobody else. Are you hearing me right there? I just don't like to depend on nobody else. I like If something needs to be done, I just like to take care of it and get it done. And um, um, there is a dependence that is on our part. I said a moment ago, um, you cannot do, and, 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 and let me echo this again, we cannot do what I am teaching tonight on our own. We cannot live a pure life on our own. We cannot live a separated life on our own. We cannot control our thoughts on our own. Why? Because the old man's still inside of us. There comes a time that we must learn to depend upon someone else. Again, what did he say? He said that we pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. What is he saying right there? He said we're depending on the Lord to deliver us from that. Let me read you a verse right here. 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 12 says this. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Take heed lest he... You say, well, you know what? I'm not going to mess up. I'm above that. You need to read 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 12. Wherefore, wherefore, what did the Bible say? Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There was a preacher talking to me one time and he began to talk to me about uh, a, a lady that was sending him messages that was inappropriate. And uh, I told him, I said, uh, um, there's two things you should have already done. And he said, what's that? I said, you should have shown those messages to your wife and you should have already called her husband. Right. He said, ah, oh, he said, there ain't nothing to it. And I said, man, and I'm telling you, there was inappropriate, there's inappropriate pictures. I said, I'm telling you, man, you're, you're setting yourself up for trouble. This was an older preacher. He should have been telling me the things that I was telling him. I said, you're setting yourself up for trouble. Here's what he said. He said, I ain't worried about it. He said, I'm not going to mess up. He's on his third wife now. He's on his third wife now. You want me to tell you what happened? Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. If you say you, I, I, there's no way I'll mess up. Men, we better be careful. We better be real careful. My marriage is not bulletproof. I'm not bulletproof. Um, um, you know, uh, Paul, you know what Paul's greatest fear was? That when he had preached to others, that he became a castaway, that he became a failure. And um, uh, here's what he's saying. He's saying, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Then he says in verse 13, There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. He said, God, when temptation comes, God is faithful. Are you hearing me? You know, a lot of times we take that and we preach on the faithfulness of God and we never preach it in its context. The context of this is temptation. The context of this is the devil throwing us a curveball and destroying our homes. And what did he say? He said, but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are tempted, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. You know what he's saying today? He's saying this, there's no temptation so great 
that you can't overcome it with the help of God. With the help of God. I, I thought about this whenever you study, whenever you study the life of Joseph um, in the Old Testament and, and um, uh, you begin to look at um, the temptation that he faced there and, 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 and Potiphar's wife trying to get him to come in and, and what did he do? He ran from that. He ran from that. Um, he, he went into where she was at and, and she tried to get him to come sleep with her and he ran and she grabbed his coat and got his coat from her. Now, a lot of times we praise him from, and he did right. He did right. But I, I, I want to put another twist onto that tonight. What was he doing in there in the first place? What was he doing in there where she was at by himself? Why was he ever close enough to her for her to get a hold of his coat? Why was he ever hold? Did God make a way of exception? He did, and Joseph got away from it. But hear me and hear me well. If he'd have never put himself in that place, a lot of times our temptations comes because we put ourselves in the wrong place. We put, it all goes back to that decision. Amen. But look at this dependency that when we are in those times, we must learn to depend upon the Lord. The Bible said this in Hebrews 4.15, talking about the Lord. He was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. He was able to come, overcome that. Um, I, 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 I close with this tonight. I close with this tonight. In every temptation, God makes a way. In spiritual warfare, this is all part of spiritual warfare, man. And with every temptation, God makes a way of escape for us to get out of that. But we've got to take the way of escape. I'll never forget in January of 2016, um, um, Brian Lowe and I um, was in a house fair on 89, and um, uh, we popped a window and went in to do a rapid search of a room that a lady was supposed to be in. And um, uh, we searched the room, called the room clear. And right when we started to go back to the window that we had came in, it blacked out, temperature went out the roof. I'll never forget it, man. I'm telling you, I thought I was going to die that day. I thought I was dead when I hit the ground. But anyway, temperature went out the roof and, and, and what they call a flashover took place. And um, um, they simulate them now, but it is not the same as a, a, a true flashover in a house fire. And um, it flashed on us whenever uh, it flashed, everything was black. We got our bearings together and, and, and got on the wall, figured out where the window was at, and, and we had a choice. We could go out that window to safety, or we could stay in there and, and, and take a chance on um, uh, dying is what we could have done. I'll never forget, um, we went out. There was a, yeah, actually a guy from Yagan County EMS that lived in Galax at the time. Um, that was outside that window and reached up and grabbed me and his hands was blistered and burnt where he just touched my gear pulling us out the window. I hit the ground. Whenever I hit the ground, everything was blurry. My air was hot in my air pack and I really thought it was over. I thought I'd burnt my lungs up. It was over. And um, it's either Mac or Ricky, one, grabbed my mask and pulled my mask off. And whenever they did, Tim, everything was clear as a bell. Then it had distorted the mask from all the heat that day. But we had a choice to make when that happened. We could find a window, a way of escape, and we could get out of it, or we could stay there and potentially lose our lives. 
Men, when every day of our life we're faced with temptation. And there is a way of escape with every temptation. It's up to us to find the way of escape and jump out the window. Not literally jump out a window. If you need to jump out a window to get away from a hussy that's trying to wreck your life, jump out the window, man. But you understand what I'm saying? There's a way of escape. The problem is so many times we love the temptation better than we love the way of escape. We find ourselves addicted to something and we love the temptation better and we love what the, the, the pleasure that that temptation brings us better than we love the peace of God. Because temptation will bring you pleasure. The Bible says it plain in, in Hebrews eleven twenty five. Moses said, Choose and rather suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. The pleasure, Leslie and I was riding up the parkway early this morning, and, and when you get up close to Saddle Mountain, the leaves are just about gone now. And she said, you know, the leaves are just about gone. And I thought about that verse. Just a few weeks ago, we rode through there, and man, it was breath. It was beautiful. Man, I'm telling you, the leaves this year was beautiful on the parkway. Two weeks later, it's barren. It just looks, it looks barren now. So preach what he said. That's what temptation does. It looks real good, and it may be fun for a minute, but when it's all said and done, it will leave you barren. It will leave you without your family. It will leave you without your kids. So many, it leads them to a deep, dark path called suicide. Why? Because they made the wrong decision. There's a dependence. We've got to learn, I can't do this on my own. I can't be faithful to church on my own. I can't preach on my own. I can't read my Bible on my own. I've got to have the help of God. I've got to have Him. And you know what He's saying to us in Matthew 6? He's saying to us men that we learn to depend. Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from that. If somebody is delivering you, you're depending on them. You are depending on them. If, if you're trapped in a vehicle tonight in an accident and, 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 and me and Aaron and Brother Tim drives up and, and we start cutting that vehicle apart, you know what you're doing? You're depending on us to deliver you from the situation that you're in. It's the same way with the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to come to a place, men, where we are dependent on God. And until we come to that, will never overcome temptation. Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. I'm depending on you. We have a desire. We have a decision. And there must be a dependence. We're either going to depend on ourselves, or we're going to depend on the Lord. And I don't know about you, I want to find myself dependent upon the Lord. Father, we...